Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, more Gresham Fourier. On WEEI and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Great football coach, uh, extremely hard worker, um, and a lot of confidence that Billy Billy's going to do well wherever he's at, and um, obviously now that's in New England. We had a chance to, to talk to Demarcus. Demarcus was a very impression uh, impressive interview. Um, I had known Demarcus from my time in New England, um, and it, I wasn't wasn't surprised in the least at, at Demarcus and the way he presented himself and his football knowledge. And um, you know, Demarcus is a is a talented young coach, and he's got a bright future in this league. That is Josh McDaniels, head coach of the Oakland Raiders. Oh, sorry, Las Vegas Raiders. That would have been back in the day. Mm. Uh, Josh McDaniels talking about Bill O'Brien and Monty Ossenfort, who is the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, talking about Patriots assistant Demarcus Covington. Our two aggression foyer here on Boston and New England's sports original, WEEI. And a uh, lot of tire pumping yesterday. If we're going to go all the way back to uh, Tim Thomas and Roberto Luongo, a lot of tire pumping coming uh, <laughs> for those New England coaches, including Sean Payton, who actually said nice things about Matt Patricia as well. But He's got uh, to. what do you make about what do you what do you make of all this? Is this just the I don't know, friendly way that all these people kind of handle it publicly at the Combine. Like it, I, it is it is interesting, right? Everybody is just throwing flowers to everybody. right? It is weird because this, so, you know, we know what the players kind of go through for the most part, but for, for the, the reality is a lot of these coaches, like this is like a reunion for them. You're seeing, because it's, it's so incestuous, the NFL coaching, that no, only Bill Belichick hires family. No other head no, coach no other in coach the does NFL that. does. No, no one's no, no good old boy system. There is no, no, no. Nope. Only here yep. in New England, according yep. to the narrative. Yeah, uh, but he only hires uh, people from small schools oh, who like that's lacrosse. Right. That's right. So he's he's got a he's that's got right. a smaller target. Yeah, but they all they all hang out and party and have a good time. Like all these coaches, imagine San Francisco's out there, like Miami's out there. That whole staff is in Miami now. Now D'Amico Ryan. Now he's in Houston. Now he's there. They're all hanging out. They're all swapping numbers. They're all talking about, okay, hey, if something happens, if you get fired, let me know. Like it's like one big giant, almost like like recruitment seminar in a way, in a weird way. It's like half reunion, half like okay, politicking. You know, uh, well, I forget the word I'm looking for, but they're all trying to get jobs. 
Right? Don't don't they do like don't they do these seminars? Well, I think there's or like yeah, recruiting seminars. I think there's some of it with the NFL where when those coaches are out there, you're right. It is the hey, I'm in this role, but right. boy, I mean, you know we're gonna get fired. You just see what we're doing. We don't right have a quarterback. exactly. I think there's a lot of uh, CYA with coaches. You know, hey, let me let me go talk to my guy who I don't see all the time because if God forbid I need a job after this year, I want to be able to at least call someone up or get an interview or stay in the interview pipeline, all that deal. And maybe to me, that's why a lot of the coaches go to the combine because you want to stay. Hell, we talked about it with Matt Patricia. I mean, who else other than the Denver Broncos was going to give Matt Patricia a real interview to be a defensive coordinator and that that's a part of the fight that Matty P is fighting now is staying in that whole fraternity and circle of I think let me at least it. get interviews. Yeah, I feel like if you decide there's some coaches that can leave the coaching ranks and then go to TV, do whatever, and you know, and they're so well respected. Like as soon as there's an opening, and somebody like every coaching cycle, every year there's a new coaching cycle where there's maybe five or six head coaches, new head coaches, and they all need, you know, um, I don't know, I don't know, like uh, respectable, experienced coaches. With Matt, it's like you remove the respectable because from the. 30,000 feet, he's lost everybody's respect. I wonder how the coaching ranks view him. How do his peers view him? Do they make fun of him as he walks through? Are they laughing at him? Are they snickering? Honest to God, no. How do you think the coaching ranks view Matt Patricia? Do they think he's just handpicked, daddy's best little you know buddy, and you know yep. like a friend of Bill for life? If you don't know the guy, I definitely think you can draw those conclusions. Networking, thank you, texters, That's were the ones that you were looking for. for. Damn it, LinkedIn. Uh, That's like another one. Yeah, it's like a big LinkedIn retreat. But let's. You said you wonder what coaches think about uh, Matt Patricia. Well, we know what Sean Payton thinks about Matt Patricia. I interviewed Matt, so there's a number of reports. Yeah, he he, he was. He's outstanding. I've known him for a long time. We practiced against the Patriots. I think he's extremely talented. He's a guy that I think he's they've won five Super Bowls while he was calling defensive defenses. So that was easy. The question was, do, do I still possibly vision a role for Matt? And we just got here. He and I are going to talk this week. And uh, I wouldn't rule that out, though. If, if, if that possibly came to fruition, it would be for a few things. I, I'd certainly want to talk to Vance and our defensive coaches. and But I know Matt well enough to, to know how smart he is and what he can contribute. So we'll see. We know what Vance Joseph thought about Matt Patricia, the offensive play caller. Uh, I guess so you got to check back in him. with the guy you just hired. I but love him. I think that is a minority view of this guy, unfortunately. For okay. him, from Matt See, Patricia. I kind of think so also. I But I wonder if – but I also feel like coaches know better. I think coaches know Bill. I think, you know, there's been enough information with Bill over the years and his coaching tree is so vast – that a lot of people go, oh, dude. Don't we won't hold it against you. That's what I think they say with Matt. It's the whole it's like a defensive you, guys calling an offense. There you go. That was uh, Vance Joseph earlier this year. Uh, one of my former teammates, who I mentioned before, Darren Rizzi, is a special teams coach in uh, in New Orleans. He was with Sean Payton, but he started in Miami. And you mentioned the whole networking yeah. and kind of and and there's also the thought of, well, that guy's a good coach. He's just in a bad spot. So, like, Riz got the URI head coaching job, and then I think it was, like, five days later, Tony Sperano called him and was like, hey, you want to come to Miami? So he waited a year, then went down there. 
But there is that networking, and there is the, oh, I know that guy's good. Because a lot of these head coaches at the Combine 2 foyer have to be thinking, as much as they're like, boy, I like my tight end, but I love this guy, there's got to be that in the coaching ranks as well of the, hey, I like the guy I got, but boy, if I could get him, I'd replace him right away kind of thing. Yeah, I just feel like there's uh, – so there's it's just, more it, than just my people. It's I know that guy can coach. Well, and that's the kind of my thing is like to the to the coaches in the know uh, is is he because for me Matt Patricia is a sympathetic figure based on what he went through, based on what he allowed himself to do, based on what Bill. It, to me, that's what he is for me. Most people, especially if you listen to Wiggy and Chime, have forgotten that Matt Patricia was a part of the offensive woes. That, that it's as true. if for some people Matt Patricia never existed with the offensive Let's, woes, but. We'll get to that a little later on. Let's get your opinion, but remove 60% of the facts <laughs> in that matter in your opinion. Let's just, hey, look over yeah. here. Woof, it's like a magic trick. We had a guy that no one would hire running the offense, but let's ignore all of that. But Coach Patricia called a good game. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, right. He did. 29 nothing with that guy. But in all seriousness, there was a lot of pumping up of the, the Patriot coaches. It feels like. Uh, DeMarcus Covington will be here another year, and then that's it. Uh, and it makes you wonder how much of Bill Belichick retaining Gerard Mayo ties into, well, I think I'm going to lose that guy. If Mayo left, that's the guy that I would elevate. But if Mayo stays, he's obviously going to go. Bill understands how to read the uh, the tea leaves. And you know, Fourier, lots of Patriot fans out there listening to the sound of our voices. Maybe they're listening on the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, listen to us wherever you are, or ask your smart speaker to play 93.7 WEEI. A lot of folks are dreaming of T. Higgins, right? Oh, come on. They're not going to re-sign that guy. Just flip him a first-round pick, and they'll be more than willing to give it away. Well, the Cincinnati general manager, Duke Tobin, in one about 20-second little nugget here, tells everybody who wants T. Higgins to shut up. I'm in the business of making the Cincinnati Bengals better, and so trading T. Higgins is not on my mind. That's their problem. They want a receiver. Go find your own. You know, in in my my opinion, you know, T. Higgins is a good piece for the Cincinnati Bengals. So, the trade stuff is a little ridiculous right now. And well, look, and shuts, I that shuts that door. Well, and I know that there are some who will say that, like the GM of the Bears, Ryan Poles. Sort of, you know, he's left the door open that, hey, I can go a couple different ways with this number one pick doing public negotiating. That was public door slamming. They and want a receiver. Go find your own. Bingo. And he's at $2.9 million. Why would the Bengals move the guy? Just because a bunch of people want him? Like, stop. Well, you know why? Because they're looking at, they're like holy trinity right now. Offensively, is probably going to be Higgins. Chase and Burrow. He would be honestly, and and I didn't realize you know Duke Tobin, and I'll get to that. But he would be nuts to trade trade to trade T Higgins right now. You're better off maintaining control of the player, even if you have to play the card of the franchise tag. Uh, you know Duke Tobin? Yeah, um, Duke Tobin was my roommate. He went to Colorado. Whoa, yeah, he went to Colorado. We were roommates, and his dad, Bill Tobin. The, the funniest thing, the, the funniest thing, if you remember, so Bill Tobin was running the Indianapolis Colts at the time. That's right. And I think it was the 94 draft. Trev Alberts was drafted by the Indianapolis Colts. 
And at the time, Mel Kuyper ripped Bill Tobin, ripped do uh, ripped the Colts for picking um, uh, Trev Alberts when they when when Mel Kuyper uh, openly said they need so many other things. This was a stupid move. Well, and then Bill Tobin goes on TV and rips Mel Kuyper. Who the hell is Mel Kuyper anyway? Yeah, that's right. That's what it is. Who the hell? And it, we were watching that. I was sitting right next to Duke, who is now running the Cincinnati Bengals, going, holy crap, your dad just went just nuts on Mel Kuyper. And Steve Edmond was a bad yes. pick. Yes, <laughs> Kuyper yes. was right. So, yeah, no, so it was, no, it was Trev Alberts. Was Jeff, uh, it was oh, Trev Alberts. Trev Alberts? Linebacker, linebacker out of um, yeah, yeah, uh, no, Nebraska. Nebraska yeah. yeah, that's who we picked because he ended up getting hurt. Uh, and now Trev Alberts is the athletic well, he's director the AD Nebraska. there. Yeah, he was at like Nebraska Omaha. They like, uh-huh. ah, go run yeah. that one, and then yeah. we'll bring you into the uh, to yeah, the so big. So but... that was my uh, yeah. So he was my roommate. So do you take Duke Tobin at his word? Absolutely. That because here's the other part of this too. I was thinking about this the other day. That when you look at the premium that the Raiders paid last year to get Devontae Adams, it was a one, a two, and then a big contract. I don't know if T. T Higgins is not at that level. Like, he's a player that you want, don't get me wrong. But am I trading a one and a two and then giving him $18 million a year? Because, I mean, if you're Duke Tobin and it's like, bowl me over. Like, in the moment that he has a couple of drinks at St. Elmo's and yeah. says, okay, Mr. GM, Let's bowl me over. Right, bowl <laughs> me over. Hypothetically. And then someone will say, well, I'll give you like a one and a four. It'd be like, no, my guy's Devontae Adams. I want a one and a two and da-da-da. And that's when people either push away from the table or you look at kind of like the level of superstar. You know what I mean? Like Devontae Adams was a made man. You know, you bring him in. He is a plug-and-play guy ready to go. And again, not that Higgins isn't good, but I don't know if teams are necessarily lining up to throw the Devontae Adams trade package at Cincinnati to even try to get him to blink a little bit. I just think it's a non-starter. Three million bucks. That's all it is for that guy. Why would Duke Tobin trade him? I no, mean, it doesn't make sense. About not taking a quarterback here. Your response? Well, you know, we got a guy up there. Who in the hell is Mel Kuyper, in a way? <laughs> in a way. Best. That's great. That was the best. I remember watching it in real time going, holy crap, your dad is just going nuts. So, no, what will happen is T. Higgins will resign long-term. Uh, and I think because T Higgins is ahead of obviously Jamar Chase, and even if and he and even if he doesn't, let's say Cincinnati doesn't prioritize him, keeping him this year at three million dollars makes all the sense in the world yeah. when you have the ability to be able to control the player a little bit. If you have to slap the franchise tag on the guy for a year, you can do it and then turn around and look to move him. Well, they are they are going to be. In a weird situation, because they're going to have three. They got a lot of dudes guys. Like yeah. they're 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 offensive players. Like when they when Jamar Chase, uh, Joe Burrow, because Joe Burrow, if if Joe Burrow follows the Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, he should be signing this year. I think he is. I saw. I thought I saw something from Tobin saying that Burrow sees the big picture. Oh, so he's he's Tom Brady now. He's like you can take less. A little bit. Ah. Well, okay. the numbers have also gotten stupid that if it were Joe Burrow at 30 to $32 million, you would say, oh, relative to so-and-so, he's underpaid, but it's still pretty good dough. Joe Mixon might end up being the casualty out there at running back in what is a bountiful running back free agent crop. Uh, we see you, Mike and Easton. We'll get to you on the phones at 617-779-7937. I know there's been a lot of talk about Jacoby Myers as well, but... 
the news is starting to come out of the combine. There's a couple of rules things to get to. Mike McDaniel said something interesting. And Sean McDermott on the Bills defense. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Now, more Crash and Fourier on WEEI. Lunchtime parlay coming up. Almost had it last night. Nikola Jokic couldn't score more than 23 and a half. That bum. He only had a triple-double loser. Again. His hundredth triple-double in his career. It's completely insane. And he was the last pick in the NBA All-Star game. How about that? Well, second to last, sorry. Yeah, he he might have been the last if he no, he wouldn't have he he would have been the uh, next to last pick, even though he got up and sort of uh, did his deal. Hey, the uh the defensive lineman Jalen Carter out of Georgia is in a, a little bit of hot water. Uh Jalen Carter is Every bit worthy of being the number one pick in the NFL draft. Um, So police have secured arrest warrants for former Georgia star Jalen Carter, uh, stemming from the top NFL draft prospects' alleged involvement in a fatal crash involving a teammate, uh, Devin Willock, an offensive lineman for the Bulldogs, and a recruiting staff member, Chandler LaCroix were killed in what police initially reported as a single-vehicle accident. Details of the investigation released Wednesday cited evidence that Carter and LaCroix were operating their vehicles in a manner consistent with racing shortly before the crash. The police statement said uh, the evidence demonstrated that both vehicles switched between lanes, drove in the center turn lane, drove in opposite lanes of travel, overtook other motorists, drove at high rates of speed in an apparent attempt to outdistance each other. Police investigators have determined that alcohol impairment, racing, reckless driving, and speed were a were significant contributing factors to the crash. A toxicology report indicated that uh, LaCroix's blood alcohol concentration was 0.197 at the time of the crash. According to police, Carter is scheduled to address uh, reporters this morning. I don't know if they uh, pulled the plug on that or not, uh, but they say that uh, Carter left the scene before police or emergency personnel arrived. He returned to the scene less than two hours later, according to the paper, which reported that he was asked by police whether he had been racing the vehicle that crashed. Uh, There is some surveillance footage, stuff like that. It is 
I mean, it ain't good all the way around. Uh, does this knock a guy like uh, Carter all out of that number one spot in this draft? Okay, two things. One, if a police officer asks you a question, I guarantee you he already knows the answer. Okay. He already knows the answer. Hey, were you doing this? He already knows if you were. You, he already knows. Okay. okay. When now, uh, will this affect his draft stock? Oof. It's a character issue, isn't it? Is it not? Is it a character issue or is it just young, dumb, and stupid? Or well, a little bit of both? I had, I mean, I, I had a ma- massive issue coming out of college where I got into this huge fight and I got like, uh, I was almost arrested. And, you know, I, every single scout at the combine asked me about this fight. Who did it? Did I win? It was weird. Did it was, I win? It was weird. It was really, <laughs> it was like totally inappropriate crash. That, in a, that, yeah. that Fourier kid oh, lost that God. fight. Yeah, exactly. It's like he ain't tough. It's like wrestlers in the 80s had yeah. to protect the business. You got beat yeah. up in a bar. You got booted off the roster. Yeah. It didn't I make any sense. One little fight. Yeah, that's one. That was it. One at the worst time. So the answer is yes. Absolutely. So he's what a top five pick instead of number well, one. I, I mean, listen. So right you know now, what? Because listen, what, are, what, I, what is he going to be charged with? Well, I uh, parent, let's start with that. I I do believe, and someone correct me if I'm wrong. I think right now it's misdemeanors. I do believe. Okay, at least that's what it looks like. So misdemeanors. There'll be a lot of organizations. It'll be like. I made a bad choice, couple of misdemeanors, but boy, flip on that tape because you know what? I have no problem saying it. There might be an issue here with this guy that people dig in and find out that there's something really wrong. But outside of that, if that guy falls to 14 and the Patriots don't take him, it would be well. They, it, they, I, there's, will. there's no way this guy falls out of I think the top five even with this misdemeanor. Unless there's a lot of bad, this, right? Well, misdemeanor is like, eh, what's the big deal? Yeah, there you go. Both are misdemeanors. All right, so no one cares. Because it's, it's misdemeanors. misdemeanors. Yeah. If you say, hey, the basketball player out in Alabama who handed uh, some one of his friends a gun to that That's guy. That's right. Who's still been playing, by the way. Still been playing. It's Alabama, though. Okay. They don't care. Learned all about that last year. So, <laughs> they don't to, me, down there. to me, that's a bigger problem. I would say the days of the whole... Hey, he's smoking weed. He uh, he got drunk, uh, you know, and, and did something stupid. Those things, nobody cares about alcohol and drugs if you did something stupid, right? Now, driving impaired is obviously a, a massive red flag. But this, I mean, it's a misdemeanor. If you said it was something worse than the optics of it, the optics the optics of misdemeanor means no big deal. But it's the optics of it when it comes to Carter. That's what this yeah, is. It's a misdemeanor. It be- what are we, what are we going to go? Hey, you see, can you imagine an owner? Hey, why are we passing on this guy? It's a misdemeanor. Yeah, but you didn't read the police report. Shut up and pick him. I mean, there, will be, there will be some who will do that. Now, then again, we also have a texter who say, uh, now again, I, I, I don't, maybe this guy understands misdemeanors. I don't know. But it was, he might not even be eligible to play. He's going to face years in prison. This is similar to the Raiders player who was drag no. racing and killed someone. Uh, and then it says, who cares about the NFL draft? Stop awarding kids for being terrible people. This is not like 
uh, the Raiders uh, the receiver. At, at all. I'm trying to remember his I know. name. Alabama. Ruggs. Uh, who is it? Oh, Henry Ruggs. 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 This this is there are similarities, but I don't. Uh, well, again, the difference, but he didn't kill anybody. Well, he didn't blow somebody's car up, and the lady who he killed had the dog in the car and everything. I mean, yeah. I think they are very, but then again, maybe the four one three knows the Georgia law and that these misdemeanors are going to be real bad. I will so say this: I like, I, I, listen, um, I'm not a detective, <clears throat> okay? Although I may act like one, I'm not a detective. Okay, I do However, not know the laws. Uh, I'm not a doctor. A mis- what does a misdemeanor mean in the big scheme of things? Is it like community service? Is it is he picking up trash? Is he wearing one of those jumpsuits and he's like, you know, poking at trash that's on the side of the freeway? What is that? I mean. Unless they find like that he was directly, you know, caused whatever wreck or whatever issue happened. This wouldn't come out with the police already saying it's a misdemeanor if they, if it wasn't kind of cut and dried, I, I would say. I think now this becomes a how will Carter end up, uh, how will Jalen Carter sort of settle this? And then it will be how much will NFL teams really dig in and say that this great player is a flawed human being so much that we should pass on him. Because Man, the one thing about Jalen Carter, he's Richard Seymour in same so many too. ways. Yeah, same school. He, he, he to me, is a plug-and-play player. 617-779-7937. That's the very latest out of the Combine. We will get to Sean McDermott, Buffalo, and Miami coming up. But Mike in Easton. Uh, has a uh, it says Patriots wide receiver option. Go ahead, Mike. All right, guys. So what I was thinking, and I was looking through the free agents, and one guy really stood out there, and I was like, nobody's talking to about about him, and it's, that's Michael Thomas. And you know, I realized that he's been out <sighs> for you know a few years now, but this guy seems like he'd be right down Bill Belichick's alley. You know, someone who is kind of a reclamation situation. I mean, just in 2019, and I know that seems like a million years ago, the guy had 1,725 yards and nine touchdowns. He was a machine. And if you could get that guy doing what he used to do, then, I mean, forget about T. Higgins. This guy was a monster. Well, he didn't play in 2021. Uh, 2022, at the ripe old age of 29, he only played in three games. So he's basically gone two years without. What is his problem, by the way? I know it was injury-related at first, contract situation. I mean, he hasn't done anything in two years. He's caught um, 16 passes in two years, and then 2020, he only caught 40, and that is after catching 149, 125, 104, 92. Holy cow, almost 2,000 yards receiving in 2019. I mean, it's amazing. I don't know. I, I, I honestly, God, do not know. And he did a big contract restructure uh, a little while ago. I think it was July of 2019. And mm, let's see here. He's not a Cap- free agent until 2025. Yeah, that's I was that's what I was trying to figure out. Chicken Nick is sort of the he he's so this is prototypical New Orleans Saints for you. Uh, Michael Thomas has a salary of $1.165 million this year, and his cap number is 13.5. Yeah. So they have restructured it to the point to where they almost need to keep the guy because the dead money would be $26 million. Uh, and the next year is where the money really goes up. I, I don't, I don't think he's going to be available. And quite honestly, uh, oh, did the Saints cut him? 
Is that really what I'll tell you right now? I don't want him anyway. So quite honestly, I think he's baked. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's only twenty nine. Listen, if they can, uh, if uh, somebody if they will... can find, if they can fix Josh Gordon, if Josh Gordon can be a legitimate option, so can Michael Thomas. He's only twenty nine years old. I mean, it's not like he's there's an age issue here whatsoever. I mean, he's got six years strong. Now, you tell me, was he cut or not? I don't even know. Well, here's what it is. No, because the, uh, the uh, yeah, Garrett Richards' jacket in the Twitch chat is uh, a little wrong, but he's also a little right. Apparently, what they did was they restructured his contract, so that way they could move on from him. So I guess that's how that money all worked out. So uh, it says here, oh, my God, his contract's a mess. $31.755 million won't be paid out till 2024, but it becomes fully guaranteed on March 17, 2023, which is the third day of the new league year. So I they still own his rights, but I don't know. You know what we did? We just completely flipping whizzed away four minutes of effing audio time for another jackass dreamer wide receiver. Here we go. Oh, this guy used to be good four years ago. I know. Uh, it's name recognition. Him. It is name recognition. That's all it is, that dude. Is it. I recognize that's, the name. He used to is, be good. Again, what was what were we what were we pointing <laughs> to the other day? The or yesterday. It was oh uh the dude from the athletic. My ten point plan oh, to yeah, fix yeah, it. Yeah. Who do we go get? Patrick Peterson. Why? Yeah, oh, it's a name I recognize. Yeah. He was really good at one that's, point in time. Oh, my good God. at LSU. They start bringing up college stats and just like uh, no. So even if they free him up, I don't want this guy because he's beat up. And there are teams like well, I would use Arizona as an example because they loaded up four number one wide receivers and didn't win nothing out there. Like, to me, that's where Michael Thomas would go. It'd be, well, we'll give you $3 million in salary, and then we'll give you the ability to make $7 million or whatever in the world it is, and the guy's out there for three games, and you're disappointed by the time it's all said and done. Let's get to Sean McDermott because okay. before we hear McDermott, this is a yes or no question. Okay. Are the Buffalo Bills going to be hurt by having lost another coordinator two years in a row. Yes. Okay. So uh, the question was posed to Sean McDermott. Uh, it was a two-part question. One was, well, will you just coach the defense? And then there was the uh, – that he ignored that part of it. But he said what he wants to see from his defense in 2023. There's always things you want to improve. I think the biggest thing for us is, you know, playing good team defense, which we've played for a number of years. And I thought Leslie did a good job with that. And now it's, hey, how can we improve? How can, how can we take another step or two as a defense? And I think a, I think a, a piece of that is, is a nasty edge to our defense. Um, and most defenses that are really good um, have, have that edge. I, I I mean that screams your that screams your drafting defense. Yeah, you should hire Matt Patricia to run your defense. That screams you your going defense. Yeah, I would say a lot of their money is is on offense already. I mean, they got some you know between their receivers, their tight ends, uh, their quarterback alone. Those three guys. They still need to add weapons on offense, too. Like, they don't have enough. Well, like, Josh you know, Allen second. has taken them yep. about as far as they can go. I was it Isaiah McKenzie, is that the guy? That, that was, was uh, Yeah, he was the return guy yeah, that they yeah. didn't want to use, and then they put him in, and he had like a butt return for a touchdown yeah. and all that stuff. Man, but, yeah, I'd, I'd, call they, Matt, I'd call Matt Patricia. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to be uh, I don't think they're gonna be going to be going down. What does Sean McDermott have against Matt Patricia? Hmm, nothing. <laughs> the Sign guy... Him. 
The guy in Foxborough. Yeah, that's what it is. What better way to stick it to Bill and like to almost like you know like uh, almost act out? Yeah, but if you Foley, go sign quickly, with Buffalo. Hang on. What? What do you mean? If you're a Bills defensive player, yeah, and Sean McDermott walks in the room and says, "Guys, here's your new defensive coordinator, and it's Matt Patricia." How do you sell that with a straight face? I think I got probably one of the biggest plays in the fourth quarter in the history of the NFL where I think I did a pretty good job. So mm. Ed Oliver. He says that. Hold on. All right. Ed Oliver shut it down at Houston at the end of his college career. Yep. Got into a fight with the coach on the sidelines about whether he should be wearing a, a big thick jacket or not. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So that Ed Oliver proved early on, I'm about the money. Yeah. And that That's guy why he went to Houston. And that guy walks mm. in the room and Ed Oliver is gonna be like, yo. Supposed to listen to this guy? Uh, that, this guy's going to help me get paid? You, know, you got to win him over. You got to win him over. Win him over? Let him go in with the red clown nose, like yeah. on the shirt? Yeah, make fun of himself. Like, that's what he should do. He should walk in with that same picture. Yes, that's what he should do. I don't... Listen, he's good at, at being a defensive coordinator. Okay. He is. So, I do I think he could help the, the Buffalo Bills? Absolutely. I mean, the biggest issue I thought with uh, just the, the Bills, I mean, amongst um, you know a bunch of other things, was the fact that they lose Brian Dable and they switch coordinators, and it's not as good. Josh Allen wasn't nearly as good as he was with Dable as he was with um, O'Connell. I can't remember his name. No, it was uh, Dable. Oh no, it was no, uh, after uh, Dable. Uh, the the dude, uh, Ken Dorsey. Dorsey, sorry, Ken Dorsey wasn't nearly as good. That wasn't going to be an obvious uh, downgrade in production. And then Leslie Frazier says, "I'm cooked. I need a year off." Like. They'll probably end up promoting from within with McDermott's kind of hovering like Bill did with oh, the yeah. offense. That's not going to work. It just never works. It, you just spread too thin. They need to bring somebody in. And could Matt Patricia convince them that he knows what he's talking about? Yes. Yeah. Now, would he have guys like Ed Oliver, like, bitching and complaining? Probably. And that's when Matt Patricia would say, stop talking bad about me or you're going to run laps. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to show then, you. Yep. And, that, uh, and then it all comes crumbling down. Uh, I know there's been a lot of talk about Mac Jones here. And yeah. you and I are going to get into that a little over an hour from now. Jermaine Wiggins. Uh, but Mike McDaniel talked about picking up Tua's fifth-year option and... Mike McDaniel answering as only he can. Are you close to making a decision on that fifth-year option? Um, I mean, what, what is today's date? It's the 28th of February. It's in February. Yeah. What's our, our deadline? I think you have till May. So we'd probably be best served to utilize the time. That's kind of um, uh, the way we're approaching it. But um, uh, that doesn't mean that we're spending any um, long period of time not discussing it. This is um, something that uh, uh, Chris and I have been working through and will continue to work through. Uh, the very next question was, uh, Coach, what's on the menu for lunch? Sour cream <laughs> and onion chips with some dip, man. Some beef jerky, some peanut butter. Get some haagen ice cream bars, a whole lot of hot. Make sure chocolate. Got to have chocolate, man. Got it. Some popcorn, bread popcorn. Graham crackers. Graham crackers. Just the marshmallows, little marshmallows, and little chocolate bars. And we'll make some s'mores, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yo. <laughs> Sounds like Mike McDaniel. Celery, grape jelly, uh, Captain Crunch with the little crunch berries. Pizzas. We need two big pizzas, man. Everything on them with water, a whole lot of water, and... Onions. 
Hey, Quentin, what's up, man? I mean, yeah. I, uh, I think I'd like Mike McDaniel outside of football. I think you would, too. Vape pen. Oh, yeah. He yeah. It sounded like he hit that thing before the press yeah, conference. Like, oh, I got to go up here and do this thing. Just give me a quick hit. No, what's, what's today's date? What's the date right, what again, today? I'm just running around like crazy. Uh, well, we were up last night, so it was awesome. Is two of the left-handed Hawaiian or the right-handed Hawaiian? Uh, you got to eat that up front? No, it's okay. Today, let go Marcus Mariota. <laughs> Ooh, I can go flying Hawaiian, baby. <laughs> he he is that dude. He is that dude. He is. And it's okay. It's okay to do that now. It's okay. Uh, uh, oh, that is fantastic. But Mike McDaniel is basically like, eh, we're going to push it off a little bit. Quickly, do you think the trend for some organizations – will be to not pick up the fifth-year option in part because you want to control the process better than just having your quarterback go from making $5 million bucks to making $25 million. Uh, it, it would be somebody's got to stand up to the Kyler Murrays of the world, right, and, that, and say, no, I'm going to wait. I mean, I just don't I – I think they're impatient. I think they get scared. I think they get a little nervous – about the relationship, look what, you know, look what Baltimore's doing with Lamar Jackson. I think they're handling they it perfectly, staring him down yeah. the barrel of the gun and yeah. saying, "Listen, you want twenty, you want two hundred fifty million guaranteed? Nah, we'll give you a thirty-five million guaranteed. Yeah, on a one-year deal. Yeah, or you can leave. Yeah, I mean, so he's probably. I mean, I don't know that that whole situation is is uh, is is interesting just based on the fact that he's his, his mom's his agent. So they have, they keep going back and forth, and she keeps responding with the same offer. I want my mom making brownies. I don't want her negotiating a quarter-billion-dollar contract. He wants to keep the money in the family, though. Pennywise, pound foolish. No, he is. He'll you know what? Here, here's – quickly. Go ahead. Because I, I, I know we have to get the picks, and Lord knows you're Jimmy the Greek. You hit mm. two in a row. Yeah, truth hurts. Here's the thing. If you're a first-round pick – and you would like a family member to represent you. Yes. Okay. You're a first-round pick, so you get a five-year contract. Yep. Right? So in four years, mm -hmm. you would have the ability to take an educated person in your family, pay for them to go to law school, so that they would then be able to actually four know years. what the yeah. hell they're you doing. Go. You can go to the Wharton School of Business, or you can go right up to Babson and get how, it done for like two years. How hard is that? How did, why, why, if if you're really intent on that, and you're a first-round pick, and if you look at the, you know, making $2 million, $2.9, million, $4 million, you know, in escalating years, you got plenty of money to be able to pay for it. How about maybe educate someone in your family to be able to deal with it instead of just being like, nah, mama's going to sit down with you and hammer this out. I would say leave me out of that. Uh, I'm not it. The whole contracts and acquisition, those, all the wording and right. legal jargon that goes into that, they're just trying to trip you up. Pay and 3%. You, just do it. Just pay you know 3%. I guarantee you if it's at $250 million, the agent will take a, a one and a half. It's not a media contract where it's 10%. It's a football contract where it's already capped. The you most can negotiate you can do is less. three. Right. You can negotiate less. That's up, that's up to you. Some agent wants to make okay. a name for themselves. They'll take less. One and a half percent of $250 million is $3.75 million. That's too much.
Right. Over That's the course of what, seven years? No, uh, no, no, no. I'm just saying that I just did 250 times yeah. 1.5%, and that's a popped up. You'd be good so on the one over the, over the Right. There'd be people who would do it. Uh, and someone just offered you $250 million, but you negotiated a, 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 an agent fee of one and a half percent. The How real, much are you paying them? Right. The real problem is, is that, oh, they'll let you do the one and a half percent on that, but they want then... 10 to 15% on all your media that's stuff. That's my point. It's not and media. Right. So and don't worry where, about it. But that's where players are like, no, my God. No. Again, Pennywise pound yeah. foolish. Uh, we're going to help you stack the pennies well, with I the am. lunchtime parlay next. W-E-E-I. Love E-I, man. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. New England Sports Original. Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I. Go ahead, Andy Hart, who will join us at twelve twenty. Peacock, you got a couple. Of, you got a, You got a, You got two picks right now. You're feeling yourself. Listen, I don't listen. You're the one that put yourself in this position. You're the one that was peacocking about you know shaming me and mocking me with your whole book comment. Okay, who was the one you that me, you you made me angry? Who was the one that started on this? Well, I don't know nothing. But I don't know how you educated yourself in such a well, short no, period no, of time. No, it's nothing to do. You have this. I can somebody bring me a quarter, and I will flip a coin, and I will have just as much success as you. You mock my philosophy. You mock my way of oh, picking listen, my games. And, my, and I'm right now, I'm two and zero. Oh. oh, hey, I'm uh, starting. Erase my record. You're eight, eleven, and one. I'm actually nine, eleven, and one. That's a that's a wrong going number. Up by two every yeah, you keep work? you keep elevating your. Is that worth two? No. On a tier system, and, uh, and and it's hard for us to keep track of you exactly because you didn't make picks half the time that we've been doing this deal. Now this you've just true. finally was, got was, on was, board. Tr- trying to figure out the landscape because you're such a genius. Well, I mean, that's then, uh, listen, then it your took words. you a while to figure your it out. Oh, yeah, my your words, words yeah, not yeah. mine. Right, your words. So, what would you call yourself then? Well, no, no, you're I'm a just Bengali. Would you call me a genius? Uh, whatever you said. Oh, it's like uh, the yeah, first time he made a pick, he was picking the money line. I was talking against about against the spread. <laughs> Shut up, you! <laughs> you don't talk to a genius like that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's what it is, Chicken Dick and Billy. We can't understand the delicate genius so that is. So hard to understand. Again, you're a genius. You are a hero among us, as Billy Lanny drove home yesterday. I mean, yeah, that's right. Get the I'm parade. You get the little queen. I'm here to wave. save you all. I'm here to make uh, your life better. Oh, yes. Next Tuesday, I'll be doing my noble work of raising money for charity yes, as well. Yes, I will. And so will you, by the way. Oh, yeah. I'm just going <laughs> for the ride. <laughs> so I, will I, you, I, by I, the way. I mean, Everywhere I go, I'm dragging you with me. Unbelievable. Well, I'm a load to drag. So... <laughs> All right, yesterday we uh, we hit the Wizards, we hit the Kings, we uh, hit the Grizz, and uh, Nikola Jokic didn't get to uh, 24 points, but he had his 100th triple-double of his career, which is stupid. So we should we should get the itself. win. We should just make that a win no matter, regardless. Really? We should just take credit for the win. I, uh, <laughs> if you can convince the sports books to do that, Fred, <laughs> now you really would have found something. <laughs> You get the uh, you get the sports books on board with that one. Imagine going to the window. Man, listen, I, mean, I really feel like you guys should let this one go. You are going to be uh, showered with love. All right, so why don't you lead the way on this? All right, so uh, Phoenix Suns taking on um, the, the Charlotte Hornets. And obviously, the mellow ball is out with a uh, broken ankle. He would not be playing. But uh, Kevin Durant looks like he is going to play. 
So forget about the money line. I don't really care for the line that much as I do. Uh, Chris Paul assist over eight and a half. Over eight that and a half. That is the sneaky underbelly uh, type of thing that I'm looking for, being the genius that I am. All right. Billy Lanny, what do you have, friend? Well, I had to make an adjustment because uh, Ace Rothstein over there picked the Suns game, and I wasn't able to make the pick I originally do you, had. Do you know who Ace Rothstein yes, is? I do. Okay, Good I'm fellas. just making uh, casino, sure. Casino, sorry, Casino. casino. Yes, thank you. So I uh, changed my pick to Jalen Brown, over 24.5 points, returning to the Celtics tonight versus the Cavs. Jalen Brown, over the point total. What do you got there, Chicken Nick? Well, the Maple Leafs, they're headed to Edmonton to play the Oilers. The Oilers just happened to have the best player in the world in Connor McDavid, and the Leafs made about four trades yesterday getting defensemen. So who knows who's going to play? Who knows how well they're going to play? Give me the Oilers on the money line tonight. Ooh, ah. Look at you. You sound so professional. Wow, you, you learned so quickly. Oilers plus 105. <laughs> you learned so quickly. Oilers plus 105. Uh, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia 76ers minus two on the road in Miami. Now, I know you've been picking the heat here for you. Yeah. Uh, but fade Miami after wins. And Miami is 8-19-2 at home against the spread this year. How about that? Mm. All right, so we have Edmonton in hockey on the money line. Jalen Brown over 24.5. Chris Paul over 8.5 assists. The Philadelphia 76ers minus 2. Folks, your $10 will win you a cool $125.02. How about that? And can Fourier go to 3-0 on his personal picks? We will find out. Yeah, you better be crossing Boy, you your fingers. You don't want me to keep you know winning. When, you you know, do not want me to keep winning. You need to win tonight because Friday I'm not here, and then you'll be away from the wrath. I'm going to make it all prop bets when you're gone. Nothing but prop bets allowed. Again, Friday and Monday. Again, if you knew what you were doing, you I would can't get a parlay prat that many props. Well, I mean, again, I go to the window. Oh, I say, I say, I'll hey, tell them what I want. What's the big deal? Because I'm a delicate genius. <laughs> what's the big deal? Well, let's add another prop. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Bruins beat the Flames. Red Sox win yesterday, but that wasn't the story. Celtics host Cleveland tonight. Hour three aggression for you next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.